Hi, I'm Michelle. A random meeting in the street with my fabulous, friendly neighbour Liz resulted in the creation of this podcast. Finding ourselves at the same stage of life, we've got to know each other over cups of tea or maybe something stronger on my sofa. With seven kids and stepkids between us, we've been around the block a bit and are now redefining ourselves in midlife as empty nesters. Join us on the sofa for a chat. There's always room for one more. Once they've gone, embrace the space. So they've left the nest, and you can barely look in their bedroom as you walk past. This misery will pass. It may seem like you literally have a hole in your heart, but time is a wonderful healer. It may take a few days or weeks or even months, but trust us, being an empty nester has its positives and is actually really great. Perhaps don't tell your kids that. If it's your first child leaving, you may still find yourself overcooking for the family left behind. You're unused to adjusting recipes to a lower number. You might find that fridge stays a little bit fuller, the washing machine a little bit emptier, and your heart a little bit heavier. It's normal to feel a sense of loss and loneliness and worry and sadness. It's possible you might have an identity crisis of sorts. You're no longer the soccer mom or the dad taxi. It's a challenge to turn the energy you've invested into raising a child back towards yourself and partner if you have one. Sometimes parents try to help by calling often, visiting, delivering meals and problem solving, perhaps in an effort to feel useful. But ultimately... This just stunts their child's growth and autonomy. As we mentioned in the previous podcast, our jobs have changed from manager to consultant and it can be quite tough making the transition. Be there, but at a distance. Let them know they can call you anytime about anything and you can help, but remind them that you trust them to make wise choices, work hard and enjoy finding their new tribe. Send a gift basket or an email or even a snail mail to show you're thinking of them. One of my favourite things to do after that first drop-off or a visit is to sneak a letter under their pillow or into their bag to find once we're gone. Others might be punching the air and having a lie-in rather than an early school run. Repurposing a bedroom for hobbies. Enjoying freedom from school calendars and therefore getting better deals on those vacations. Or giving siblings a ton more attention. Lucky them. For me, the first month was hard, but then life took over. And I was so busy with work and friends and travel that I almost felt guilty that I wasn't so sad anymore. Although I've got to admit, watching Strictly Come Dancing just wasn't the same without my buddy at home. Celia Dodd, author of The Empty Nest, explains further. A lot of people think it's when all of your children have left home, but I think it's when your first child leaves or, you know, if you have more than one. I think, you know, people think of it as, you know, it's it's when every, you know, your house is completely empty, your, your nest is empty. But for me, it's about missing your children. Uh, and missing each one as they go. So I think it's more about that changing relationship, you know, as much as sort of the changes in your own life as well, really. I think the whole family dynamic changes. It was a real sense of loss, actually, for me. When my eldest child went, my son went, you know, I really felt it physically. I felt really, you know, like a part of me had gone, as, as people often say. And I found it really hard to adjust. You know, I had wasn't that I didn't have things going on in my life. I had work and I had friends, all of that. But I just felt that the scent, you know, something central to my life had gone out of it. And I felt very low and very 
as if the light had gone out of my life actually for quite a long time so many mixed emotions you know you feel very proud of yourself and of your child you're excited you want them to do well but at the same time I think there is this huge sense of loss and you know your, your identity is changing you've got all these different things in the mix so I think it's a very complicated mixture of emotions easier said than done the best way to prepare yourself for the empty nest is incrementally find interests and friends outside of the school environment Connect with your partner again, not just as co-parents, but as friends, finding interests in common and taking up hobbies together. It's just as hard for dads to lose their mate that they took to football games, watch sport with or enjoyed the entire back catalogue of Harry Potter with. Plan things for the days after they've gone, like going to the movies or arrange dinner with friends. Actor Dave Keeling describes his unexpected feelings during the first year of empty nesting. So my eldest daughter, she left home a couple of years ago. She's been at uni for two years now. My youngest daughter is about to go to university, although with her friends passing their driving tests and her work schedule, we don't really see her much either. And so the empty nest thing was a a thing that everyone was going, oh, it's going to be awful, you're going to hate it, you're going to really, really miss them. And actually, to be honest with you, it's been quite a positive experience. I really enjoy the fact that my daughter's at uni in Brighton. We get to go to a coastal place to visit. She's doing music, so we've got to watch some gigs. My youngest daughter's hopefully going to Bournemouth. That's two coastal towns. So that's something to look forward to as well. And actually, me and my wife have found ourselves with a bit more free time. We've kind of, we're have kind of getting our own lives back a little bit. So we, we have things like a, on a Tuesday evening, we think, hey, we can go out for a meal tonight. We don't, there's no pickups, there's no clubs. It's quite an exciting time. Uh, that and the knowledge that probably in a few years' time they're going to come home anyway because with the cost of living, the chance of them ever having their own place is going to be quite slim. But uh, I suppose I'm very fortunate that me and my wife are both self-employed, so we've always spent quite a bit of time together anyway. So I know one of the, one of the biggest concerns for a lot of couples with empty nest is that you're going to have to kind of discover each other again. Uh, we're quite fortunate that we, we're in each other's company quite a lot and we, we quite like each other, which is nice as well. The other thing is, is that I always want my kids to leave the nest and become independent beings of their own so they can go off and have fantastic lives and then we can be a part of that. So um, there'll always be bedrooms for them. They do come home quite a lot. They're often, often ringing for money as well, so that's another good thing. But in, in terms of the feelings, it was it, it, I was never really worried about it. I think it's all been very natural and so I'm excited for their future, but I'm also excited for me and my wife's future because we have time now to to get back to doing some of the things we were doing before we had kids. So all in all, it's not been a bad experience and I'm quite looking forward to the adventure that the new frontier brings. That's a great way of looking at it. Dr Dominique Thompson from Buzz Consultancy suggests you see empty nesting as an opportunity, that we are not defined by our kids. Emptiness can be quite scary to people where, you know, we've just been through maybe graduations or, um, you know, kids leaving schools and we've had our waterproof mascara and our tissue moments and we're a bit nervous about them going. I have to say, didn't expect to love it as much as I did, but I've had the most phenomenal emptiness year and I've stayed in contact with my son and my daughters who have left already. I've loved, I've loved seeing them thrive But words of advice from you on how parents can go into empty nesting with a positive frame of mind rather than feeling in, you know, feeling very, very sad at their empty room. Because there is that. But there's a lot of positives, isn't there? Absolutely. And it is really hard. I have to say, even my son's only 12 and I sometimes think, oh, what am I going to do? But it all comes down to self-identity, I think, 
and uh, recognizing that this is your time. This is your time to, you know, perhaps meet some new people, do some new things, do that thing you've been wanting to do for ages. And again, to see things as an opportunity rather than too much sadness, because of course there will be two sides to that coin. You will feel sad. That's completely normal and fine. And, you know, you'll miss them. But you can't be defined by them. That can't be the only thing that you that you do in life. So it's about what else are you going to do? And it might be something that you start now. You know, you may not have had, uh, you may have had, if you've had four children or something and you've, you've sent them all off one after the other, that will have pretty much taken up most of your time. Um, but I think it's, it's much more now about seeing yourself as more than just your children. You are not them and uh, their lives are not your life. So it is really important now to see that opportunity. And it may take a little bit of time, a little bit of adjusting. Um, That's completely fine and normal. Uh, But it is really a fantastic moment um, to start, you know, looking at the world through new eyes and deciding, right, now I'm going to develop new interests, new passions, a new job, new friends, whatever it is that really gets you um, up in the morning. We couldn't agree more. Finding purpose and reinvention doesn't mean you love your kids less. You're just allowing yourself to love yourself more now that you have more time in your life to find you. It's your time, finally, and don't feel guilty. During those first few months, try to structure your calendar. Book some trips out with friends or your partner. Or if you have time, consider volunteering. You might want to return to work if you've been a stay-at-home parent. Even if you've been out of the workplace for some years... Don't belittle the incredible negotiating skills and multitasking abilities that you've mastered as a parent when you're preparing a new resume. If you've ever got a toddler to eat broccoli or a teenager to clean up the kitchen, then you are rocking it in management. Make the effort to connect with friends, old and new. Maybe set a target of at least one coffee or lunch a week to force yourself out of the house. Meet for a walk and get some much-needed vitamin D. It'd be a great time to catch up on our podcast. Your college kid will be relieved that you're finding time to do things and potentially feel less guilty about leaving you. Remember, it's tough on them too. Helen Wills, author of Actually Mummy blog and host of Teenage Kicks podcast, has a diabetic daughter. Already she's thinking about how to deal with her daughter's independence when she leaves next year. I'm up early because my daughter has type 1 diabetes and uh, she's away from home at the moment. So diabetes puts her at risk in the night when she doesn't feel her blood sugars. And I've seen that she had a low blood sugar in the night and I haven't been able to get through to her. So I've been awake half the night. And this is how it's going to be when she does go off to university. (sighs) How do I feel about empty nesting? On the plus side, she's not ready to go until next September. So I've got nearly a well, I've got a year before she goes, but I'm already in training because she's very independent and is off and away and out all of the time. So I feel like she's made me practice for being an empty nester well before it actually happens, um, which is a good thing. It's it's sort of death by a thousand cuts <laughs> emotionally, but it's a good thing. Whilst I'm really feeling it. And it's really hard to think about losing her and that stage of my life changing. I am also incredibly proud of her and of myself 
for getting her to this stage and that's what I think we all have to hang on to we've made that happen our kids are obviously amazing individuals and they're going to be who they're going to be irrespective of us but we've done all that work it's our support that's helped them get to the point where they feel ready to leave home so we just have to go with it now Celebrity interviewer and lifestyle editor Suzanne Baum recalls her feelings when her boys left for uni. In my situation, I've got two boys um, who are a year apart. So obviously one went to university and then the next one followed a year on. So I think I went through the same emotions. I think I couldn't quite believe I was at that stage. I still feel and have the best memories ever of university. I met my husband's at university um, we were both at Leeds, so when my son went to Leeds, it was just like we, we were excited for him. I was a bit heavy hearted, but I think you kind of know they've got, a, you know, you've done your best for them. It's amazing they got into university. And I think what's happened with me is my kids went to universities, you know, at the most three hours away from home. So I knew they could be home tomorrow if they wanted to, I could be there tomorrow. So there was never any real heartache. It was just, I'd, I'd describe it as a bit heavy-hearted, but then, you know, exciting too. Have a listen to recent empty nesters, Natalie and Caroline, as they explain how they've planned and embraced their new chapter. The thought of an empty nest both excites and terrifies me in equal measure. It was because of that mindset I decided I wanted to start preempting a semi-empty nest before my eldest child heads off to university in September. I stopped working over 17 years ago when I had my first child and I dabbled with a little bit of part-time work when the kids were at school. We then moved abroad for five years and work was very much on the back burner and my husband's career was the main focus. On returning to the UK, I decided that I wanted to go back and do some form of work, but I wasn't quite sure what. Therefore, I signed up to a whole host of courses, including counselling, interior design, cookery, floristry, but none of them really led me to the path that I wanted to follow. And I kind of labelled myself jack of all trades, but master of none. Last year, a chance conversation with a friend about my love for all things TV and film and a path not taken after drama school in my late teens led to a real light bulb moment and I found myself signing up to train and become a professional chaperone. This new job has quite literally been life-changing. To put it simply, I love going to work. It has given me a whole new sense of purpose and I almost skip out the door even when it's a a 5am call time. At times I can feel quite resentful when I can't say yes to work and the job also pays absolute havoc with my social life as plans change and there are lots of last minute arrangements which is very common in the industry that I now work in. But fortunately my family and friends have been incredible and seem to understand when I send a message saying I'm so sorry but I need to reschedule, eek, apologies. The work keeps on coming, manifestation is paying off and I feel very lucky to do what I do. Being an empty nester, is it okay to say, "Mm, actually, I love it? Well, I still have loads of contact with my children and I do feel they're part of my day-to-day life, but I just feel free. I'd always been interested in nutrition and how the food we eat can be the most powerful form of medicine. I think that came from believing that I've kept my diagnosis of Crohn's in remission through my diet for many years. I'd worked full-time in advertising until my youngest was 10, Uh, And then my husband's job took our family to Singapore. 
And because I wasn't working at that time, it gave me the opportunity to study nutrition and I qualified as a nutritional therapist. But it's only now back in the UK and my kids having finally left home and gone to university that I found the time to sort of focus on setting myself up in a business as a nutritional therapist. It feels great to be helping other people and make money through something I love. Other things that I've done, I just find that there's time to focus in, in what I love. So wine, something I love a lot. I got my level one WSET qualification. I have booked up to do level two. And the other thing is beekeeping. That's up next. I'm going on a course next month and I plan to have my own hives and harvest my own honey as soon as possible. Finally, Steph sums it all up in a really positive way. I'm a 50-year-old mother of an 18-year-old who's literally about to fly the nest. I've been a single mom for 10 years with my daughter and we're very close. And I was very scared about the feeling of my daughter leaving home and leaving me and where that would leave me. And I felt very anxious and nervous about it. And then she had her last day at school and actually decided to go travelling for a month and um, is actually still away now. So that was terrifying to me, the thought of her going. But actually what I found when she went was that um, I felt really proud of her and I felt really proud of me and I felt really proud of what we had achieved together and the fact that I knew that I was ready to let my little bird fly and that I built her wings nice and strong and I actually felt this unbelievable sense of pride which I really wasn't expecting. And then of course I was going out, I've been going out more and I've actually found it quite liberating because actually for the first time I'm just wearing what I want to wear and not worried about what my 18-year-old daughter's going to say when she looks at me and goes, Mom, you're not going to wear that, are you? I don't have to worry. So in actual fact, although I've been, the thought of it was all terrifying and scary to me, I've actually found it really the opposite. I found it quite liberating and I'm excited to see what's going to become of her and I'm excited to see what's going to become of me too. Whatever you do, don't follow Liz's example and buy a puppy, at least not until you've given yourself a few months to get used to the idea of being an empty nester. Just as you get freedom, you lose it again as you have to be home halfway through the day to let them out or pay kennel fees every time you want to spontaneously travel. Let Loose in the Kitchen with our uplifting TWC Empty Nest playlist, available on Spotify and through our website. Play it loud, dance around and don't get judged. And don't forget there's lots more resources and ideas on our website at www.twowomenchatting.com. Time is a great healer. You'll love and appreciate each other in different ways. And it really is time for you. Join us on the sofa. We've always got room for one more and we're always talking about fabulous, interesting topics that matter to us, our families and our friends. Thanks for listening to Two Women Chatting with our special guests. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review. Even better, share with your friends. And please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. There's a link on our Instagram bio and Facebook pages. 